When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is the Fenway Rundown, the premier podcast for all things Boston Red Sox. You know, people harp on the last place thing, but essentially what's important is the record. If the Red Sox want people to start thinking the ownership cares, then maybe they should talk. This is the Fenway Rundown, brought to you by Mass Live. Here are your hosts, Chris Cotillo and Sean McAdam. Good afternoon and a happy Thursday. It's a Thursday edition of the Fenway Rundown. Back from Fenway Park, I'm Chris Cotillo. Sean McAdam here, as always, on the day that Craig Breslow was introduced officially as the Red Sox Chief Baseball Officer. And Sean, the people who subscribe to Mass Live's Fenway Rundown Insider Text got some behind-the-scenes views of that Breslow presser. Uh, quickly, how does one get involved with that? Yeah, it's a great time of year to be doing it, Chris, because it's an obviously very busy time in the off season. We had the Breslow press conference today. We've got the GM meetings coming up Monday through Thursday, which Chris Smith and I will be attending. And then uh, the winter meetings that you and I will be attending in Nashville in December. So lots of stuff happening. And the best way to stay connected is to join uh, the Fenway Rundown Insider Text Program. It's easy to do. It's $4.99 a month. You get a free 14-day trial that you can sort of try it out, see how you like it, check out all the features, text us, get exclusive information, and a good two-way conversation going. And all you have to do is text JOIN to 617-751-6257, then simply follow the instructions, click the link, and subscribe today. We think you'll enjoy it. We'll now go through kind of what we thought about today. Uh, Craig Breslow and Sam Kennedy, the only people up on the stage, with I, which I think is interesting in and of itself. Tom Warner talked after. Alex Cora talked after. Sam Kennedy did some one-on-ones. John Henry played a role today. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. But, Sean, you've now covered a lot of these things, and the two of us, uh, both at competitors and in now at Mass Live together, have covered – uh, now three different uh, heads of president of baseball operations and a lot of these big time state street pavilion press conferences they kind of all run together at a certain point which i know is kind of your takeaway from today but just in general your thoughts on day one of craig breslow in boston well i i think there's only so much that you can take from it, it, it it's meant as an introduction to fans for the most part uh many of us covered craig breslow in his career here some of us uh you know talked to him even in retirement as he was working with the chicago cubs 
Um, but it was a way for the Red Sox to sort of bring their new face of the franchise and put him in front of reporters, in front of cameras, and let him answer questions and sort of talk about his philosophy and how he viewed the job. And that was it. I, I thought he did a fine job. Uh, you know, you see all kinds of reaction online, on sports talk radio, that uh, he was too busy using big words. He was flashing his Yale education. He spoke in generalities. Again, I'm not sure what people expected there. This was not the time to roll out a PowerPoint presentation of here are the 10 things I'm going to do first as the new chief baseball officer of the Red Sox. I thought Breslow was confident. He was energized. Uh, he was engaging. And at the end of the day, it doesn't mean anything. I don't mean that there was no value to it, but ultimately, well, Craig Breslow is going to be judged on what he does in the job, not how he comes off at his introductory press conference. Yeah, on the phone an hour ago, you called it a dog and pony show. I'll steal that line. Here it is. You know, it is basically just that. It is, you trot him out, he says the right things, talks about running, bringing a World Series back to Boston. Heim did it. Dave did it. Carrington did it. I'm sure Theo did it. Before him, Duquette. We can go all the way through history, whether it be the manager, whether it be, you know, a new player. There, there's really only so much you can gain from these things, of course. Uh, it's good to have the access and, you know, important for us to, you know, as we did, have four people there today and write plenty of stories and pot about it, all that stuff. I'll give you three takeaways. So bear with me as I go through them. Number one, he's a former major league player who has no issues whatsoever sounding like your stereotypical front office executive there were plenty of lines today and you know we joke about this because at a certain point you know a lot of people uh you know sound the same and they use the same types of uh phrases and different things as uh front office executives there were certain cliches heim relied upon dave relied upon all that uh i don't think many players would say about their lack of experience in a front office I think the way that I approach problem solving is transferable and scalable, and then go on to explain those in a very, very polished way. Uh, so yes, he is super bright. Even Alex Cora admitted he's not understanding some of the words he's been saying the first couple of days. Uh, it's going to be, you know, anybody you get in that chair is going to be like that. Number two, I think that the confidence came off in a way that was not overly arrogant, not like this crazy ego. But someone who, you know, a little bit of a departure from when Heim Bloom came in and said, you know, I'm just I'm just going to learn, you know, what's here in the organization and go under the hood. Craig Breslow is going to do that. But he also said, I'm not afraid to make bold, big moves. I'm not afraid to trade my kid's favorite player. And I think most tellingly on Nesson after the press conference, admitting there's going to be difficult conversations with other members of the front office and that, you know, change might be good. Like, that's putting those people on notice. Eddie Romero, Brian O'Halloran, Raquel Ferreira, the people who have been here for 20 years, uh, that, you know, maybe it's not just at the top and maybe, you know, changes need to come. I thought that was pretty interesting, whether he meant it that way or not. I don't think he's running to make snap decisions today on those people's futures or who, you know, I think it, it's telling that whoever he brings in as his GM, that decision's not done yet and that's going to take some time. And number three is the John Henry take of the day. It's not a surprise and not a huge deal after all this time that he didn't speak. But for an organization that is so worried about the optics, for him to walk in 20 minutes late to the press conference, which he did, his wife was there, 
Tom Warner was there. Everybody else was there. 411. John Henry, for whatever reason, we don't know the reasons. And so always careful with this type of thing because we do not know what's going on behind the scenes, of, co of course. To walk in at 1120 is crazy to me. And, you know, I know you said as you were driving home, the radio stations were talking about that. That becomes kind of the story of the day. Oh, he couldn't even be there on time. You're giving people an excuse to, you know, keep going with the narratives that they're so afraid of. You know, it's just these layups that they cannot make time and time again. Um, you know, he was approached by reporters after. He didn't even say he wasn't going to talk. He just kind of waved, waved him off. And that was that. That's not surprising. Um, remember that the, the, the stage or dais four years ago with Heim Bloom was Heim, Sam, Tom Warner, and John Henry. Today, it was just Sam uh, and Craig Breslow and, and Tom Warner with some comments after that you were in on. I just thought, like, it, it, the bare minimum is just being on time for this thing. And, and somehow uh, that didn't happen. You know, not to be this talk radio, super reactionary thing. I just think, you know, they're so afraid of people worrying that John Henry is not as involved as he used to be. Well, show up at 1055 if that's the case. Yeah, well, I'll I'll take your I'll, I'll sort of respond to your comments, none of which I disagree with. Uh, first, I, I agree that uh, that Breslow sort of stuck that fine line between uh, confident and prepared without sounding arrogant. Uh, it's obvious that he has spent the last eight days since this was made official thinking a lot about what he's going to do, sounding out people in the organization, gathering information, uh, accumulating thoughts in his head, bouncing ideas off people, perhaps keeping some close to his vest. But uh, he, he joked that he can't afford to hit the ground running. It's got to be hit the ground sprinting. And there is a lot of stuff on his plate. There's the baseball calendar stuff the options, uh, the the contractual stuff, the qualifying offers, all of those things that he's got to address, get ready for the first GM meetings, which happen in a few days. Um, but he, he also has to, you know, get to know people around him and be ready to operate because uh, guess what? Major League Baseball and its calendar of events is not going to wait for him to get up to speed. He's got to do that on his own in a hurry, and it looks like he's already done that. Um, you know, the, the, what was your second takeaway there? I know you're the, the front office. Yeah. I, 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 I found that highly telling and I was frankly surprised that he was so matter of fact and willing to address that, uh, when asked about inheriting all the front office people in the baseball operations, you mentioned three of them, Brian O'Halloran, Eddie Romero and Raquel Ferreira, all of whom date back better than 20 years. And to say that there may be some difficult conversations uh, kind of guarantees that there are going to be some changes and that he, he's going to bring some new people in. Let me stop you there and read the quote. Certainly, there'll be difficult conversations coming. I think it's important to get fresh perspective and turnover at times can bring that. I also think it's important to be very deliberate and intentional in how you approach these things. Those are people who have been here a really long time and have been successful for a really long time. I think the best approach I could take is to try to understand the current landscape before making sweeping change. Yeah, I mean, that that suggests that he's already sort of uh, thinking about some changes he's made, not that he's identified who's going to lose their job or who he's going to uh, uh, dismiss and who he might replace them with, but he clearly wants 
some fresh perspective and outside voices. And if that has to come at the expense of some of those people who have been there a while, then he sees that as a price of doing business. On the John Henry issue, I was flabbergasted that people expected him to speak. And I was a, uh, I was a little surprised that he showed up at all. I'll agree with you that the being 20 minutes late is not a good look. It invites the kind of derision that people have for his silence. And as you correctly pointed out, this is an ownership and a management team that very much wants to control the narrative, that wants to have good public relations, that wants to be well thought of uh, by the fan base and to walk in casually like it was no big deal as you unveil your chief baseball officer as kind of a, oh, I was strolling around the park and there seemed to be a lot of people upstairs. What's all this about? I mean, that's not a good look for John Henry. He has decided that it is not in his best interest to speak. He has told people, he has told me, he's told others that when he speaks, he usually gets himself in trouble by either being too candid or revealing things that he shouldn't. Uh, somebody has to get to him and say, this is how you handle these situations. This is how you express yourself without saying too much and getting the team in trouble. And he has to, he doesn't have to. If, if he's smart, and I know he's a smart guy, he should understand the damage that his distance has meant for his investment. If nothing else, if this is only bottom line now, he needs to realize that he's doing damage to his own brand by being as detached as he's been. Sam Kennedy said on this show, I think before you joined us, uh, well, probably one of the versions we did last year with him, you know, the misperception that I hate is that fans think that John Henry doesn't care about the Red Sox or that he's not as involved. Again, take the layups. You know, if you, I, I believe he's involved. I believe he is I, in I on do, the day to day. I do too. And I believe that he cares and I believe that he pays attention and that he wants the team to do well. And that uh, in most seasons, and last year was not one of them, in most seasons, in the 22 plus years he's been in control of this franchise, he has backed it up with his money. They have been regularly a top five team, sometimes a top three. Once in a while, they have spent the most of any team in the league. That happened as recently as 2018, in which maybe we can draw some conclusions here, John. You last won a championship. But the 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 uh, the PR part of this is a disaster. And every time he doesn't present himself and make himself available for comment, or at least show up on time for a team event, he invites the kind of criticism that he's getting today. Yeah, it is. And that is, uh, you know, something that I think uh, they don't get over there for whatever reason. And I think we come off as whiny reporters. We want the headline. We want the story when we talk about this thing. You often make the point the Red Sox very, very publicly broadcast. The Red Sox are a public trust. And then they don't answer the fans don't get the answers that they deserve. And at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. Uh, one more point I want to make on, on part number two of my takeaways about the front office and potential changes. The thing I've heard about Craig Breslow over and over from different people in the game, people who know him, people who have talked to him, people who like him, people who don't, is that he is very much a my way or the highway guy. 
when he started his front office career, he interviewed with the Red Sox, he interviewed with the Cubs, he interviewed in different places, and he basically said, I'm only coming aboard and you can only access my intellect if you let me do things how I want them to be done. And so the Red Sox had to grant him that, and that includes no assurances, well, of course, other than the manager, which is the ultimate assurance, I guess, uh, on who's going to be part of it. They're letting him pick his GM and a departure from four years ago when Heim Bloom was handed Brian O'Halloran, or they were introduced simultaneously. And now he get, gets to pick kind of how the rest of that shakes out. I was in on Alex Cora's scrum. There really wasn't much to take away there. Um, just kind of your normal platitudes about a, your new boss, uh, which is his third in five, six years. You were in on the Tom Warner scrum, which I think was more interesting. The big kind of takeout quote from there, Tom Warner saying the Red Sox are going to go full throttle this offseason. Just what did you take away from Tom today? I mean, he talks sometimes, but not that often, so always good to hear from him. Yeah, um, you know, he was sort of speaking for ownership, and he is, in fact, a part owner. He is team chairman. That's his title. And he has been a partner with John Henry since they bought the team in 2001. So his voice counts for something and his willingness to at least take some questions occasionally uh, is a positive. And he did seem to indicate that the Red Sox would be ramping up spending this year, uh, that, uh, you know, acknowledging that they did not do so in 2023, and it got them another last place finish. There's an understanding that they need high-end pitching, and that is not going to come cheaply, either in the free agent market internationally or the domestic free agent market, or whether they have to trade valuable prospects to get it. But he said they are at full throttle and there will be no restrictions. Now, you know, that was a bit of hyperbole that he probably would like back Obviously, there is going to be a budget and a payroll limit. Yeah, it's Fred... not, it's not Steve Cohen. Yeah, no, this is not. Uh, <clears throat> don't mean, don't take that to mean that they're going to flirt with a three hundred million dollar payroll. They're not. But he basically was saying that they will give Craig Breslow the resources, and that translates into money to do what he needs to do to make this team competitive. He said we. We need to be competitive in 2024, and we will be competitive. And then he was asked, too, about maybe uh, the drop-off that the team has seen in star power. When you look at uh, David Ortiz retiring, when you look at uh, the the uh, the trade of Mookie Betts, when you look at the, uh, the free agency departure of Xander Bogarts, a lot of big-name guys have left this team over the last five or six years. And I think it's hurt them in terms of appeal to fans. Fans want to feel connected. They And, and this team in this ownership has traditionally featured big name stars, whether it's Pedro Martinez or David Ortiz or some of the other guys we've already mentioned. Uh, now, really the only star is Rafael Devers. There are some young guys who could evolve into that, and I expect they probably will, but for now, uh, there's not a lot there. And I think if anybody understands the value of stars and players that fans can identify with, it's a guy like Tom Warner who made his bones as a TV producer in the entertainment industry. So he understands that you uh, that you have to give people a reason to watch, whether it's the Cosby Show or Roseanne or the Red Sox and Milwaukee Brewers on a Wednesday night in May, you have to give them a reason to watch. 
And he said that, you know, usually when you have great players, uh, those kind of become stars in the eyes of fans. But he sort of tacitly agreed that the star power is down and that too has to change. You heard it here first. The Red Sox are signing Roseanne Barr to be part of their starting rotation in 2024. I think just to wrap, because we don't want to go too long in one of these reactionary kind of event-based pods, but there really is no such thing as winning the press conference, because at the end of the day, it's all buzzwords and big words and promises, and, you know, last time it was sustainability, and Bloom came off well, and they didn't win over four years, and, you know, it's different, you know, uh, <laughs> maybe different people have won the press conference or won the offseason. I'm sure, you know, Mets people probably felt that Buck Showalter won the hell out of his press conference a couple of years ago, and here he is fired. Um, so, as you said, there's only so much you can take away from this, but it's the uh, the start of a new era and one that, you know, it seems like there is something there hasn't been in a few years. That's urgency. There's a, uh, you know, uh, desire to be bold, and there's a desire to win. Um, and that is, I think, what fans want most. Yeah, it, ultimately, Craig Breslow is not going to be judged on what he said on November 2nd. He is going to be judged on uh, how he approaches free agency, uh, how the drafts are conducted under him, how they do in the international uh, free agent market, uh, what kind of trades he makes, how aggressive he is at the deadline, what he does, does with Alex Cora and the manager going forward, how he assembles the staff around him. This was just you know, the how do you do, the get to know you thing, roll out the red carpet, everybody take a picture, everybody smile. There's always great optimism on day one when new people are brought in. And that's understandable. But ultimately, this will in the, uh, you know, in the ensuing weeks, months and years, and maybe we shouldn't measure in years, given what's happened to his predecessors, but ultimately, Breslow is going to be judged on his actions or inactions, not how cute his answers were in his introductory press conference. More substance and most likely more news coming next week as the baseball offseason really gets underway. The GM meetings begin Monday in Arizona. I uh, will be sitting this one out, staying here and uh, working from our Boston offices as always. Sean McAdam and Chris Smith will be at the GM meetings how does a fan travel with you virtually, Sean, to those meetings as we plug well, our insider the, program the, again? The, the obvious thing, Chris, is to join Fenway Rundown's insider text club that we have started up with an ability to text all three of us for up-to-date information, for insight. You can bounce some suggestions. You can ask questions. You can stay up to date as any Red Sox fan wishes to do this time of year. It's easy to do. It's $4.99 a month. You get a 14-day trial period. And here's all you have to do. Text the word JOIN to 617-751-6257. Then follow the instructions. Click the link and subscribe. We think you'll find it to be a great experience. We're having a good time interacting with people already, and there's lots more to come with the GM meetings and winter meetings and a very busy winter. So hop on board and get the ability and access that few people get. This has been the Fenway Rundown, brought to you by Mass Live.